Hi, Peter Walker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now, I'm at the Scale Up Summit in Atlanta, enjoying me as one of the keynote speakers, Musa Levin. So good to meet you. Oh, so good to have you here. Now, you've got the book, haven't you, called Built to Scale? Built to Scale, how top companies create breakthrough growth through exceptional advisory boards. Now, you see, that is such a big topic, and especially with a lot of the businesses that I get to work with, they are quite reticent about building advisory boards. And one of the things that I picked up from Jim Collins's sort of book, Good to Great, was he's a big advocate, he's a big fan of advisory boards. So what led you down this pathway? Well, let me address your comment about companies that are hesitant and reticent to put in advisory boards. What I have found is the two reasons that they are that way is because, number one, they don't really understand the tremendous value and they don't know how to do it correctly. So if they can come to an understanding on how it can truly impact their company and they learn the process on how to do it, then they'll get over the hesitation that they might have in actually in implementing them. So to get to your question on how this all came to be, uh, I am, I guess, what you would call a serial entrepreneur. I own four companies. Uh, three of them I'm actively involved in. The one that I'm no longer actively involved in is the one that I had put an advisory board in place. I left that company seven or eight years ago, but when I was running it, as I mentioned in my presentation, especially when we're building our first companies, we often really don't even know what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, right? right? Even when we have this great vision and we're really good at executing strategy, building your first company is really like building a plane while you're flying it, right? That's a good analogy, actually. And, and you're just hoping that you're building it correctly and it's not going to have a crash landing and it's going to get you where you want to go with as little you know, interruption as possible. So my first company, as I was building it, it was very successful on all accounts. We had great people. We had great strategy. Um, we had great revenue. But the truth is that on the inside of it, um, and I you know, fully admit this, as I was kind of figuring things out on my own, it was like the wild, wild west. I had great people, we had great projects, but there just was not a lot of process. And I was really trying to figure things out on my own. And so I was out to breakfast one morning with one of my key advisors, who was an informal advisor, uh, and he's still you know, one of my advisors to date. And right. he's the one who said to me, have you thought about putting in an advisory board? And I looked at him and I said, what's an advisory board? And he told me that it's a group of hand-selected core advisors that you select that help you get to the next level. So that sounded like a great idea. I went and I did some research and there were so many articles and so much information that you should do an advisory board. There was nothing that said how to do an advisory board. And that's the big thing that probably paralyzes most people. It is. I mean, we have this great idea, but we're like, where, how do we execute? So I spent a year of my time, I invested a year, documenting my own process on how to build an advisory board. And that's how the scale model came to be. Uh, how you select your advisors, how you compensate them, how you associate them into your organization, how you leverage them, and then how you evaluate, evolve, and exit them when they no longer fit. 
And it, you know, it took a year. We all know that every success story, every great story and, and idea that's out there, we see the tip of the iceberg of that. And we think that it was an easy climb. We don't see all the struggle beneath mm. the surface on how we got there. And this model was the same way. It took me over a year to figure out the whole process as I was going through trial and error and I finally assembled my own advisory board. Once I had the framework, putting it together, I'm a writer, putting it together in a book format, that took me two weekends. I literally wrote the book. I went to a writer's retreat. You know, I'm a writer. I write for Inc. Magazine and I, I, you know, I love writing. I went to a writer's retreat and I literally cranked out the book after I had done a year of intensive research and documentation and I cranked out the book in two weekends back to back where I wrote 30 hours each weekend. Wow. And I wrote it and that's how Built to Scale came to be. And I take it that when you put your advisory board in place, you didn't put the entire advisory board in place overnight. No, no, that's a whole process. Because exactly. so many people, they panic because they think they take, they take Jim's they take Jim's word literally. Right. You need an advisory board. So all of a sudden they're thinking, I need all these people. You start with one, right? Yeah, and what you do is you, you start with really figuring out what we can call the holes and goals of your organization. So what's missing? Where are your deficits? You're, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest links, right? Yes. So where are your weakest links in your organization? Those are your holes. And then where do you want to take the company? Those are your goals. And as my model and my book shows, there is a very methodical process that you go through to figure out what are your holes, what are your goals, what are the seats that you need around the table? Not starting with who you know, you start with what you need. And then you create very specific selection criteria based on your company, what your core values are, your mission, your vision, your leadership style, how you want the advisor to actually show up. Do you only want them working with the C-level or do you want them mentoring your people? There's a whole host of parameters that you want to consider when you are selecting your advisors. And then once you've done that, then the selection process begins. So you figure out who you need, how you're going to compensate them, how you integrate them into your company. It's a whole process. And yeah, when you invest the time to do it right, you end up with an extraordinary team. Um, there's a quote that I have in my book by Plato. The beginning is the most important part of the work. And the beginning of an advisory board is actually being very intentional and conscientious about who you need around you. Now, when you talk about an advisory board, what kind of size business should be looking at an advisory board? So I love that question. Hmm. Um, I believe that surrounding yourself with people is a mindset, okay? So when you decide that you're gonna launch a business, alongside that idea, you should be thinking, who do I need around me to get to the next level? It's not about the vision of having this beautiful, pristine boardroom and you've got, you know, six or eight people sitting around you. That's not what we're going for. We're going for impact and surrounding us ourselves with the people that we need. So if I'm launching a business, I'm thinking, where are my deficits? Where are my weak links? And who can help me overcome them and get to where I need to be? It's the mindset. So even if you start with one advisor, and then you work your way up following this model, how you strategically select them, how you compensate them, how you associate them into your brand, how are they gonna represent you in the market? How are you gonna leverage them? How are you gonna evaluate them? 
That's the model and it applies to whether or not you're implementing one advisor or if you're implementing six. It's all the same. Why do you think people have such a big head trash around surrounding themselves with people and stacking the cards in their favor? That's such a great question. I think, uh, and one of the things I mentioned in the presentation is the very first element of success for an advisory board is to understand that asking for help is a sign of strength. Mm. It's not a sign of weakness. Being able to put it out there and saying, I, I'm self-aware, I know where I excel, I know where I'm weak, I want to be the best version of myself, I want to help you know, my company reach its greatest organizational potential, this is where I need help. Putting that out there, that takes a lot of security in oneself to say, you know, I need help. So getting over that mindset of being okay with asking for help, that's the single most important thing in launching your advisory board. I mean, I'm quite excited with uh, Bill Campbell's book, The Trillion Dollar Coach, because I think that's going to smash the entire stigma that coaching is for failing businesses. Right. Because actually, when you look at the, you look at the companies that Bill actually coached, if they're failing companies, I'd love to have that level of failure. Right? No, I totally agree with you. And there are so many large companies that actually um, their executives, when they join, they are immediately assigned a coach. They, they, I mean, they don't even have a choice. Like they come on and they are assigned a coach. And those companies know that giving their key executives, uh, you know, a confidential place to go and brainstorm and hear different perspectives and, you know, share experiences. They know that by providing that platform for them that they're going to perform better. And with some of these companies, they even give executives multiple coaches. So they've got their own little sort of mini board of advisors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coaching, I have my certification in coaching. It's one of the services that we provide through Successful Culture International. And the, the CEOs that reach out for the coaching, there's no doubt that they elevate their leadership game and their ability to take their companies to a next level compared to those who do not invest in the coaching. So if you were to give, if you were to give three bits of advice, what would they be? So the, uh, the first one is to adapt the mindset that asking for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Knowing that whatever challenge you have, someone else has already overcome it. Absolutely. There is no unique challenge. As someone who has literally coached hundreds and hundreds of CEOs, they all think that they're unique and what I tell all of them, I say, I want you to take comfort in the fact that you are not the first person to have this challenge. Or going to be the last person. Or the last person, yeah. right? So knowing that there are people out there that have already overcome what you are overcoming mm -hmm. or what you're facing right now, and there are people out there that have already achieved what you're trying to achieve, take comfort in that and be open to seeking that out. That's the first thing to getting, to getting established with an advisory board. The second thing, once you've gotten comfortable and you've embraced the idea of asking for help, is knowing that the process has to be methodical, right? We don't want to just be reactive, that we're at a networking event and we meet someone great and we say, hey, you want to be on my advisory board? That's not the way to go about it. You want to make sure that you've really identified your dedicated swim lanes, the board seats, you've created very clear seat definitions and job descriptions so that there is an understanding of what's expected. 
communication is absolutely essential to ensuring that the advisory board is successful. And once you've done that and you've selected your advisors, the third thing is you want to be very methodical about how you actually execute the board with uh, detailed agendas, again, uh, communicating expectations, and listening to your advisors. Because right. you can surround yourself with these great people, but if you're not willing to truly implement what you're learning, you're not going to ever get the benefit of what you've, what you've invested in. And there is a number of people out there that would fight their board. Right. And so if you're not willing to take the advice, don't put it in the advisory board. So those are the three things. Be open for help. Use a methodical process for selection. And once you implement, actually listen to what they're saying. Which is tough, especially when you're the CEO at the top of a tree. You don't want to hear the stuff that you don't want to hear. I know. I know. Yeah. And we all go through it. Absolutely. Yep. So leaving the ego at the door and being truly open to possibility uh, and learning from your advisors. So if people want to sort of learn more about your methodology, where do they go? So uh, we, you can get to me through SuccessfulCulture.com. That's my company. I'm also on LinkedIn at you know, Marissa Levin. You can find me there. I'm on Twitter at Marissa Levin. And Successful Culture International has a LinkedIn page and a Facebook page. So lots of ways to get me. I also write for Inc. Magazine. You can find me in, in the columnist for that. Lots of ways to get to me. And, of course, buying the book Built to Scale, which is on Amazon. Thank you so much for your time today. Such a pleasure, and thank you for the impact you're making through by doing this. So, if anything that we discussed today around sort of getting an advisory board on board, that sounds good, doesn't it? Building your advisory board, you want to look further at how you do it, you may want some help in actually putting that together, head over to booker.com and get in touch. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. <laughs>